Welcome to the Loss and Lifting Talk podcast. The show is created to help you find your confidence by breaking down the complicated science of training and nutrition and turning it into simple, but more importantly, practical solutions that you can implement right away to start creating real results inside your body composition. We don't stop there either. We dive into the mental aspect of fitness to not only build a better body, but a better life all around. Podcasts were the medium where I learned and grew as an individual more than any other place in my life. The goal of this podcast is to give that back to you to start building the exact body and life that you know you're capable of. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today, we have a Q&A episode on deck to where I've gotten a few questions from you from actually down in the link of this episode here where you can scroll down and you'll see a link that says lossandlifting.com backslash podcast. In that link is a place where you can go and ask questions that will be directly submitted into my inbox. And then from there, what I will do is shoot you back an email answering your questions for you. But if you ever have any questions or if I feel like that question is something that will benefit a lot of other people as well, I will then bring those questions onto the podcast and use them here in these Q&A episodes. So literally what I'm doing right now is inviting you into my inbox to ask me any questions that you have and I will get back to you answering those with any context to your personal situation. So as you're listening to these episodes, if you have questions, if I dive into a particular um, topic and I don't explain it in a way that's clear enough for you to really understand it or the context to it in your personal situation, like I said, there's always that link that will allow you to be able to shoot me a message that will go directly into my inbox and I am more than happy to break it down for you even further. And then again, I'll bring those questions onto the show if I feel like they will help the majority of listeners as well. So just know that there's that open invitation for you there. You're more than welcome to use it at your disposal and I will get back to you and help you out the best that I can. Other than that, before we hop into these questions, you guys all know that We don't try to generate any revenue from this show. It's literally just about us helping you um, with your questions, breaking down topics into deep dives to help you get a better understanding of how to set up a sustainable training and nutrition plan for you that's going to help you go out and get the result that you want to get. All that I ask is if you are finding value from the show, if you are taking tangible takeaways Um, and implementing them and seeing progress because of them or just getting a better understanding of what you should be doing and you are finding value here, I'd be very, very appreciative if you could go down below, leave the show a star rating as well as a written review just because that's the only way for the show to continue to grow in terms of the podcast rankings to push the show to more listeners, to help it to be able to develop, to be able to help it reach more ears and help more people. So I'd be very appreciative if you could do that. Again, that's the one form of payment that I do ask is if you get value from this, go ahead, leave us a review. It just helps the show be able to continue to grow and guarantees that we will continue to pump out anywhere from one to two episodes every single week. So with that, I don't want to take up too much more of your guys' time. Let's just hop into today's questions. Question number one comes from Emma and she asks, how do I know when I'm lean enough to start a building phase? I've been lifting for three years and have never actually done a build, but still have 10 to 15 pounds to lose and I'm lost if I should cut again or go into a build first. I'm reverse dieting right now, but not learn, but not sure how long to reverse diet before cutting again. 
And again, Emma, that's a really good question and something that I think a lot of ladies would benefit from in terms of their thought process of understanding how important building phases are, right? I think a lot of people, especially ladies, not just ladies, because I fell into this trap for a long time as well, of thinking that we should always be in a calorie deficit year after year after year. And the matter of the fact is when you first start training for that first year or so, you can, well, let's say maybe six months to a year, I would say, you can build muscle while being in a calorie deficit just because you probably weren't eating enough protein before you were actually tracking. Um, you Maybe you weren't progressing your training appropriately. Maybe you weren't choosing smart or intelligent exercises that are actually going to force strong contractions or creating progressive overload over time. And as you start dialing all of that in and get a better understanding of evidence-based training nutrition, what it actually forces your body to adapt and to progress over time, um, you can put yourself in a deficit for a bit of time and see results, right? If you're brand new to training, you can put yourself in a deficit and you'll see, you'll be able to build muscle at the same time. If you had to take an extended layoff from training because of an injury, you can come back and be in a deficit and potentially build muscle. If you weren't optimizing your nutrition beforehand or eating enough protein and then you put yourself in a deficit and you start eating enough protein to support recovery, to support growth, you could probably build muscle in a calorie deficit for an extended period of time, as well as if you weren't optimizing your training, meaning inducing progressive overload, choosing smart um, exercises that are actually going to force adaptations to take place if you weren't training close enough or at a high enough intensity to get enough effective reps um, and induce mechanical t- enough mechanical attention to force adaptation. You put yourself in a deficit and you start optimizing that when you weren't before, you're probably going to be able to build some muscle. But once you've got consistent with all of those things, and let's say it's been six to 12 months, you're going to get to a point to where you're not going to be able to continue to be able to build muscle while being in a calorie deficit. Just because the longer you stay in a deficit, the the longer you suppress calories, the more suppressed your hormones are going to become, the higher your hunger levels are going to get, um, the less energy you're going to have in your body, um, your metabolism is going to downregulate. All these things are going to happen, which is going to leave your body in a much more suppressed state just because it's fighting to survive, right? It's having to use its own tissue in order uh, as an energy source in terms of body fat, which is going to make it much, much harder to be able to build and even potentially the longer that you go, maintain lean muscle tissue while being in a calorie deficit. This is why it's so important to think about nutrition in terms of periodizing it with deficits, maintenance phases, and surpluses over the long term so we don't get too far down the rabbit hole in terms of a surplus, which then ends up leaving you in a position to where you downregulated hormones, downregulated metabolism, you're hitting plateaus, you might be losing muscle tissue, your energy levels are in the dumps, your relationship with food might get a lot worse, and it can just get really negative. And on the flip side of that, if you're always in a calorie surplus or always in a building phase, well chances are you're going to end up putting on an unnecessary amount of body fat, which in its own right comes with its own set of issues as well, right? So it comes down to really walking this fine line of deficits, maintenance periods, and building phases. And with you, you said that you still have another 10 to 15 pounds to lose. You've been lifting for three years, but you've never actually done a build. Depending on where all of your biofeedback is, is how I would go about this. So looking at biofeedback, with where you're at now. You said you're in a reverse right now. I don't necessarily know how long you've been reversing. I don't know exactly where your calories are at, but a lot of this is gonna come back to biofeedback, right? And how long your last deficit was. If your hunger levels got really high, if um, your energy levels got really low, if 
your training was harder to progress. You were losing strength. Maybe you lost any lean muscle tissue because you were dieting for too long of a period of time and your body's still in this suppressed state, then I would stop worrying about losing that 10 to 15 pounds in the short term and I put yourself up into a maintenance period and then potentially go into a surplus for a little bit of time. And when I say a surplus, I mean a very, very slight surplus. Um, I mean potentially anywhere, let's say around like, um, you're aiming to gain 0.5 to 1% of total body weight per month. So when we're losing body fat, we're aiming to lose somewhere between 0.5 to 1% of total body weight per week. When we're gaining, we're looking to gain 0.5 to 1% of total body weight per month, which is a much, much slower process. But what this is going to allow you to do is it's going to allow your training to get a whole lot stronger. Um, you're going to get stronger faster. You're going to have more energy to be able to pull from. It's going to allow you to create progressive overload much more efficiently. You're probably going to have a lot more motivation to train. You're going to get more pumps. Um, you're going to have um, just be in a much better position to be able to be recovering from your training, which is going to be able to put you in a position to potentially build muscle at an even more rapid pace, right? At a pace to where if you can keep um, from gaining any body fat, very, very minimal, and you can gain lean muscle tissue without really gaining any body fat. Well, during this process, if you're going at a slow enough pace um, and just keeping it at a snail's pace in terms of your gain and the majority of what you're gaining is coming in the form of muscle, minimizing body fat gain, you're actually going to improve your lean muscle to body fat ratio, which is going to have your body fat percentage um, throughout your build potentially get lower and lower right? Which is going to have your body composition get better and better. Now, this isn't something that, again, that you're going to be able to do forever. This is more of an anecdotal thing that I've seen with a lot of clients that I've worked with in a similar situation to you that have been dieting for years on top of years, never actually done a true build. When we put you into a very slow, lean gaining phase, I've seen a lot of people's body compositions actually improve. Their body fat percentages come down because they're gaining lean muscle tissue during this period while minimizing fat gain. So their lean muscle t ratio to body fat ratio improves so their body composition actually looks better. Right, just because you've never actually put yourself in a surplus and trained optimally. So it's almost like you're creating a bit of newbie gains once again. And again, there's not a ton of research to back this up. It's just been my experience with working with many, many ladies and putting them into their first surplus. So what I would say, again, that from my own biased opinion and what I've seen with a lot of people, if you've been training for three years, you've never been through a building phase, you've been going through cutting phases and you feel like you have another 10 to 15 pounds to lose, I would say if you took six months to focus just on a build and going into a very small surplus and focusing on building muscle, optimizing training, optimizing hormones, optimizing your metabolism, potentially improving your lean muscle ratio to body fat ratio, and you get all your biofeedback in a very, very solid position throughout that six-month period, one, you're probably going to look better by the end of that six months. You may even be a lower, little bit lower in body fat percentage because, again, your lean muscle percentage went up a little bit, which is going to have you looking better. But two, it's going to set you up in a position to be able to lose that last 10 to 15 pounds that you want to lose so much more efficiently because you've taken an extended period of time away from the deficit, which is, one, going to put your metabolism in a much stronger position, right? It's going to get stronger as you build more lean muscle tissue. Two, it's going to allow your hormones to totally regulate so your hunger hormones are going to be completely satisfied. Um, you're going to be in a much better position there. You're going to have much better energy levels. And three, your motivation to go back into a deficit is going to be that much higher. Typically, when it comes to dieting, like to build motivation usually means you need to take a step back from whatever it is that you're doing. 
right? And we don't always want to rely on motivation. Obviously, it's not something that's super reliable. But from my experience, when you take enough time away from dieting in a deficit, it builds up your motivation to want to hop into a deficit, which means you're going to be more on point. You're probably going to be more consistent. You're going to be more excited about it. Um, It's going to put you in a position to be able to be more successful with that next deficit to come. Right? And this is what I do with a lot of ladies when they come in and they start working with me and we're talking about their history with their training and their nutrition. Everybody's just been dieting in a deficit for years on top. Right? And so when we take time away from dieting to focus on building for anywhere from a two to six month period or even longer for some people, one, we can a lot of the time start to look better through that build. But two, it sets us up for such an easier, more efficient, and streamlined fat loss phase to come in the future. So hopefully that answers your question. I know this isn't a quick fix by any means. I know it's not going to have you exactly where you want to be in the next three to six months, and that's usually what we're looking at or what we're wanting right, from our journey. But if you can pull this thing out and look at your journey over the next nine to 12 months as opposed to the next three to six months, and really commit to a building phase, which honestly is a perfect time of year to start transitioning into a slow build, right? Summer's almost coming to an end. We're coming up um, into August here very shortly as we're listening to this. It might actually be the 1st of August. I'm recording this on July 21st, so we're getting close to August, meaning we can start to potentially start to transition into a slow build, run that potentially like through Christmas or January, start a cut in February or March, run that to the first part of the summer. And then as the summer gets here of next year, um, you can start to transition into a reverse back up to a maintenance. So you can just maintain the level. You're going to have more lean muscle tissue on your body. You're going to be at a leaner body fat percentage. You're going to have dropped that 10 to 15 pounds that you want. And you're going to be in your best body composition of your life come next summer. And you can reverse and be at a maintenance by that point. So you're eating more food and just sustaining the result that you've created. And you can enjoy that result. But again, it's about doing the hard work and putting the investment of your time in up front to get you to that point, which doesn't always come with immediate gratification in terms of losing a lot of body fat in the next few months. But if you can commit to that, that would be my suggestion for you to take. So hopefully that helps. All right, question number two, which is actually going to be our last question for today's episode. We're only going to do two questions. And it comes from Sarah. She asks, is there a certain amount of time I should reverse diet or can I start a new deficit right when I hit my maintenance level of calories? Again, this is another really good question that I think a lot of people have a misunderstanding about when it comes to reverse dieting. And there's a lot of misinformation about there out there about reverse dieting that it's this amazing, almost magical tool right? That allows us to speed up our metabolism, get us in a very good spot, um, to get us back to our maintenance level. And then once we get to our maintenance, we can just go into that next phase and go back into another reverse diet right afterwards. But the reality of the situation is all that a reverse diet is, is the diet that gets us back to our maintenance level of calories. As we're reverse dieting, we're essentially still in a calorie deficit, Right? Let's say that you're, you were dieting on 1,500 calories. That was your deficit number of calories. Let's say you're reverse diet. If you're reverse dieting with me, I wouldn't have you go super slow to where you're only adding like an extra 50 calories per week. I would have you bump up probably like 200 to 400 calories in that first week, see how your body responds there, and then inch you up by like maybe 50 to 100 calories in the next week, 50 to 100 calories in the next week, so that you're completely a reverse diet in the manner of, let's say, like a, anywhere from a two to five 
two to six week period, let's say, depending on the individual. But what you have to understand is you're not recovering from the deficit during the reverse diet because during the reverse diet, you're still in a small deficit. Let's say you go from 1500 calories to 1800 calories in week one. Well, you're still in a small deficit, right? If your maintenance level is 2000 calories, the estimation of your maintenance anyway is 2000 calories. You're eating 1800 calories. Well, that's still a small deficit, meaning your body's not able to fully recover. Hormones aren't able to fully recover. Metabolism isn't fully able to recover. Your hunger is not going to be fully recovered. Your energy is not going to be recovering. All of these reasons as to why we go back to maintenance aren't going to be handled yet. And so if you reverse diet, and especially if you go super slow, like a lot of people do to where they're only adding 50 to 100 calories from week one through like a 10 week period or whatever it may be. Well, in this case, you've just been dieting for an extra five to 10 weeks in a deficit when you could have just got back to a maintenance level a whole lot sooner. So that's the first thing you have to realize is when we're reverse dieting, the majority of us should be pushing out of that reverse diet a little bit faster. Now, I'm fully aware that there's an emotional piece to this for a lot of people as well, and that increasing calories can be very scary because it can make us feel like we're losing our progress. I totally understand that that is a piece to this for a lot of people out there. And so if that's you, I'm not saying that you shouldn't increase by 50 to 100 calories per week if that's what you feel comfortable with. That's a million times better than you not increasing at all and just trying to stay in a deficit, right? If you have to do it slowly like that, just to get your mind out of your way and just slowly creep up, that's fine. Is it optimal? I would say no. I would say going at a little bit of a faster pace with a big jump right up front and then slower jumps to get you to your maintenance to find out where that new maintenance is is truly at is going to get you out of the deficit faster and going to get you maintaining faster, which is going to put you in a position to, um, be recovering your hunger hormones, your metabolism, your mindset, your energy levels, your sleep, um, all that kind of stuff a whole lot faster. But what you have to realize is those things aren't being recovered in the reverse diet. So if you slowly reverse diet up, then once you get to maintenance, you think you're just ready to diet down again. Well, you've technically just been dieting a whole lot slower throughout that whole period, meaning you haven't been getting the benefits of actually being at a maintenance level of calories yet, which is where, like I said, hunger is going to recover, hormones are going to recover, sleep's going to recover, energy is going to get better, your mindset around food is going to get better. Um, so now if you're back at maintenance, I would argue you should sit there for a long enough period of time until all of that biofeedback is really solidified and hunger's in a really good place. You're no longer food focused. You no longer really feel that hungry at all. Your energy's in a great place. Your training's going really well. You're sleeping really well. Your mindset around food is in a very good place. You don't have like a scarcity mindset around food in any sort of a way. Um, until you get to that point to where all of your biofeedback is very, very strong, you have no business going back into another deficit. And this is why I hate the question of how long should I reverse diet and how long should I be at maintenance before going into another deficit? It's very individual to each person, right? Typically what I'll say here is that if you're going to reverse diet and, and you're getting out of ma- or getting out of the deficit because biofeedback was in a very poor position and you need a break, I would say you should be spending at least half to the same amount of time at maintenance as you were in the deficit. And that doesn't mean including the reverse diet, right? That means actually really truly being at your maintenance level of calories. So if you dieted for, let's say, 15 weeks and then you reverse dieted for five weeks, technically you were still in a deficit through that reverse diet. You have to understand that. Um, So you diet it. So you can't take 
like another five weeks of at maintenance and say, okay, I'm good. I'm ready to go back into another deficit. I would say you need to take another, once you're back to maintenance after a reverse diet, you're going to need another 12 to 15, 20 weeks at maintenance to really allow those biofeedback markers to recover before even thinking about a deficit period of again, again, to make sure that you're in a position to be able to go out and be successful with that deficit and make sure your metabolism is in a good spot. Um, hormones are in a good spot. Hunger's in a good spot. All of that is optimal so that you're motivated to go back into that deficit again. Right. And I know that that's super hard because especially when we have more body fat that we want to lose, we want to go at a quick rate. But what you have to understand, the longer that you diet, the more the metabolism downregulates, the hungrier you're going to get, the more scarce your mindset's going to become around food, the worse your energy levels are going to get, the more susceptible you become to losing lean muscle tissue over time. Not to say this isn't a fear monger you and saying that you shouldn't go into calorie deficits. They're part of the process. But periodizing things intelligently and taking time on both ends of the spectrum is what's going to allow your deficits to be much more effective in the long run, right? And so when you say, is there a certain amount of time I should reverse diet or can I just go back deficit? Sarah, what I would say here in your specific situation is you have to realize that the reverse diet wasn't that maintenance or recovery phase. You're just getting to it at the end of the reverse diet. Now, if you're at a maintenance level, you should probably be staying here for at least half the amount of time you were in the deficit up to the entire time that you were in a deficit um, to give yourself time to fully recover. So if you dieted for 15 weeks, I'd be staying at maintenance where you're at now for at least eight to 15 more weeks um, to put yourself in a solid position. And I would honestly... Look at your situation. Again, I don't know your body composition. I don't know all of your stats to know exactly where you're at. But as I said with Emma and her question before, taking some time through this part of the year to go into a building phase to build more lean muscle definition um, and then potentially starting another deficit at the end of this year going into next year so that you're in a solid position to be in your best body composition by mid to late spring, early summer of next year, that's going to be the most intelligent way for you to go about this process. But again, if you have a goal and you're trying to get there faster, I would say at least half to the full amount of time that you're in the deficit is where you should stay at maintenance, not counting the reverse diet to really allow yourself to fully recover. And that's what's going to put you in a solid position um, long-term to keep hormones in a good spot, keep your mindset in a good spot, keep your metabolism in a good spot, and continue to create a better, um, more progressed body composition year in and year out, as that's the goal for most of us, right? So hopefully that answers your question. Again, for any of you, as I... And breaking down these questions with my answers, if you have more context in your personal situation that you would like to get to know how to implement some of this stuff in your own journey, down below is the link, lostlifting.com backslash podcast. You can go there. You can submit your questions, ask me anything that you have, and I am always more than willing to write back to you, give you some context, break things down for you in an easy, easily digestible way that makes sense for you um, just to give you some takeaways and then I'll give those onto the podcast, like I said, if I feel like they will be useful. So um, as always, I really do appreciate you guys. Again, if you found value from this, you'd like other people to be able to hear the same type of information, share this podcast on your IG story just to get more listeners that way as well to show people that you're getting value from here. And I'll go ahead and repost it on mine showing people as well. And I'll also send you a message personally thanking you for doing so. So like I said, thank you guys so much for listening. Have an amazing day and I will talk with you soon.